Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of XL in the Morning. I'm your co-host, Xavier Lee Burt. And I am Lily the Legend. Happy Valentine's Day, Xavier. Happy Valentine's Day. Is this a holiday you, well, holiday, right? A holiday you care about or not really? Uh, no, I actually give zero fucks about <laughs> Valentine's Day or any consumer holiday for that matter. Um, so I'm really just taking it as another day. That's completely fair. You and probably the majority of people in America, right? Uh, for me, I'm choosing to celebrate love today. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, between romantic people, but it can as well. So just kind of flipping my narrative there a little bit. Um, I also took it as the opportunity to shop local, something that I've been talking about for a long time, but not always practicing. So did that this uh, Valentine's Day and I feel a little bit better, you know, than spending my money, Walmart, things like that. Um, so today, Xavier and I are going to dive deep into Xavier's story, which you guys should buckle up. <laughs> we don't know how long this is going to take, um, but there's a lot to tell, and he has a very unique perspective on things. So, Xavier, why don't you give us a, just a start on what your movement is and where you're trying to take it, and then we'll get the entire backstory. Yes. So like I brushed on last week, um, my movement is called No Bench Riding. It is a self-actualization movement. What that means is it's it's meant to give people the chance to it's meant to push people to start living their truth and their and be their authentic self. And it it came to be due to my own desire to be more than what I was and feel like I was not doing and being who I truly am and truly want to become. And so I decided that I was going to create a movement, create a brand, create a lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, to show and demonstrate what that looks like and inspire others to, to join and do the same. Yeah, exactly. And so much has happened to get you there. Because hearing that, it sounds amazing, but we have to put it into context. So let's bring it way back. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so it's funny because actually, like, I would say that no bench riding actually predates even my birth. Um. I would say it starts more so with my dad and kind of a little short synopsis of his story to even bring it to me. <laughs> and right, well, so yeah, my family, like as my dad, is from Canton, Ohio. Uh, that's in Northeast Ohio for those who aren't geographically inclined. Um, by Cleveland. And he... He got to Minnesota because he um, got a scholarship for football to play at the University of Minnesota, and that's where I was born. I was born while he was in college. And I say that because... You were born at the University of Minnesota? I was born while he was there, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't, don't be that person. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Um, well, so, I love born at, you were you were born at the U or like when your dad was in school still. Yes, yes, yes. So when I was born, he actually gave up his his scholarship to raise me and my older sister and finish his degree out. But because he wasn't on the football team anymore, he lost his scholarship. So he was paying out of pocket. He had to grind. You know, somebody with two kids, oh, wow. a student that gives you, and he comes from like the hood, he comes from the project, you know, he didn't have financial support from his parents. He was, so he had to take out loans, you know, you mm -hmm. have to get it, you have to get out the mud really. So that get, that would give you a perfect reason to like say, fuck school. Like I'm giving up, you know, but his dream was like, he was like, he went to the university of Minnesota cause he said the coach was the only coach who was recruiting him. Who was like, I'll, I'm going to make sure you graduate. And that was very important for him because my family comes from a background of, street people, people that don't graduate, they go to jail, you know, they do 
less than stellar things in society. Um, and he wanted to change the narrative for himself and for his family moving forward. So that's where the birth of No Binge Riding was, was created unbeknownst to him. Right. Not- wow. I didn't, I didn't know that whole story. That's really, that's crazy that your dad, you know, went through all that to give you guys something more. That's, it's respectable. And it's also like, you know, that's hard. Definitely, yeah, that it, yeah, he's he's amazing, and uh, he's probably my like I never really looked at celebrities as my my direct role models. I mean, of course, you look at some people like, yeah, man, I would be cool to do what they do, but like I never was like I want to be like them. And right. my dad is probably the closest to a person who I'm like, yeah, I want to be like him. I mean, not every realm, like not every single thing. <laughs> of course, part, um, I. Well, if somebody was like, yeah, you remind me of your dad, I wouldn't be mad, so to speak. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's good. That's good. All right. So, all right. Your dad was from Ohio, kind of grew up in the hood, moved to Minneapolis. Um, I'm sure that was pretty crazy. And then, um, you know, had some kids. And then what? You were born in when? And July... Uh so I was born July 31st, 1991. That makes me a Leo. You know how that is. I mean, I'm a hey. leader of all time, you know. Um, and I was born at Abbott Hospital. So from there, I'm watching the come up, basically. This still kind of predates snow bench riding or me. I'm watching my dad grind, basically. I'm coming up. We're poor at first, you know, we don't have the best of things, but I'm watching him grind, work three jobs. Sometimes you don't see him that much. My grandma moved up here to help him, you know, and then he finally met my stepmom and, and she, she played her role perfectly. And she, she took on two kids before they had one of their own and they built, built something. So now he's very successful and they're very successful together and they, and they do their thing. So me watching that and, and giving a firsthand view of, of what the grind looks like and I, I i i always felt like i needed to be more and one thing is my dad always was big on self-belief self-confidence and building yourself up like he uh he had a phrase that he used to always ask me he used to be like are you a man or a mouse and i know i put this on my um instagram recently and I used to always just, just to fuck with him because I already knew what he wanted me to say. I was like, I'm a mouse. And it would just piss him off. Like, he would get, he would get livid and just walk away. <laughs> oh, I <and> bet. <laughs> Especially you. Of course, you were just saying it to be, like, spiteful and just like, ha dad, I'm a mouse, motherfucker. Like, oh, my God. Yes, I can see that totally. Oh, in my little mind, I was like, I'm looking, I'm like, I don't really... I don't really understand why you're getting so mad, but it's just fun mm. to get you to that point. Of but like, course. <laughs> uh. as, a, uh, as an adult, in like looking like now, I, knowing what I know, I understand what he was what he was asking me and what he was saying, what he was trying to right. build into me and, and and fertilize into my mind. And it's it's because a mouse. You, nobody wants to be a mouse, and unfortunately, too many people are mice. I I need to hear more uh, what makes people men versus mice, I guess. I'm just kind of curious, like, what the distinction is there or what he meant. Got you. And so so when they say men and mice, men is just a general term. Women are men in this sense, like, just being you, like, being strong and confident in yourself. That's what being a man is or a woman. This is just predates Right, you're fine. Power. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Uh, Trust cool. me. I'll, I'll call you about it. I'll call you out if it's some bullshit. You're fine. You're fine. Like, yeah, I'm not a man. No, no, no. We don't need to. We don't need to genderize this. This is totally fine. You can say man and mice. You're good. Uh, perfect. So, a mouse, for example, a mouse is every everybody's prey. Like a mouse doesn't mm. prey on anything. Except cheese. And cheese isn't anything. You know what I'm saying? So Unless like, you're from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then it then it's flowing through your veins whether you want it to be or not. You're a born mouse if you're from Wisconsin, uh, that's true. <laughs> and so 
Um, it's everybody's prey. It's a victim of its circumstances. It's always running from everybody. It's scary. It's sneaky. It's uh, and even if it's a so, and if it's a pet, and this is more of where I say people are more mice than they think they are. So if you're a pet, you're a mouse. You're and you're somebody's pet and mouse. Then you have a house like you. You're, you got your little wheel that you're running on, which most people. <laughs> Are running on their wheel. They're, they're working hard, but they're going nowhere. They're they're fed. You feed your pet. You know what I'm saying? They they're the delusions wow. of comfort. But really, you're just a mouse. You're just you're not doing anything productive. You're not. <sighs> Did you make all that up? Yeah, like I did, on I the just, spot. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty. That was a really good analogy. I like that, and how you like had layers to it. That was that was skilled, man. All right. So basically, what you're saying is choose the, more the role, um, not of the mouse. I guess man, woman, whatever. Right. Absolutely. That's amazing. I really like that. And yes, that would definitely annoy your dad when you were deliberately being a dick about it. Like, I'm a mouse, dad. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you. But anyway. I was also like five. <laughs> What'd you say? I was also like five years old. So. Of course you were. Of course you were. Just defiant from birth. But anyway, all right. So you were five years old. Your dad would say shit like that. What's next for X? Um... So I guess we can fast forward some years. It was kind of nothing okay. bench riding. No, no bench well, riding. I mean, did you play sports growing up? Like what? Yeah, so, yeah I fast forward kind of like five. I was going to go to like third oh, grade, okay. I guess. Oh, yeah. oh, oh so we're, we're just skipping like a few years. Got it. All right. Here we go. <laughs> so, so yes, I did play sports. I guess I did start back then playing like t-ball. You know, like with every kid starts off playing, and um, I stopped playing after like coach pitch baseball because you know baseball just wasn't really our thing. I don't know, it just wasn't something my dad kept wanting to sign me up for. So who knows? I could have been in the MLB, but whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, and the second sport that I picked up was basketball, which is actually like my favorite sport. It was is like my the most fun. Um, I started. I that could in- beat you in a game of horse, by the way. I couldn't beat Literally. you one on what not one on one, never one on one. But horse, I'm a good shot, especially around the world, because I don't take the risks and people are like, Oh, I get this, and then I win and it's great, but keep going. I'm gonna say no to that. That would right. not be a thing. You we just can, don't wanna can, get beat. Can, it's cool. I understand. Can, I wouldn't want to oh, lose to me either. Okay, okay. We could definitely film a video of this if you want to show the world how you yeah, do it. Let's, let's do it this summer. All right. So I'll shut up. You you go now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I know. Anyway, so <laughs> um, third grade, I started playing on a team for the first time. And that was a first team sport. That was my first time, like, truly – Knowing, like, you know what, I'm I love sports, like, I'm an athlete. This is where I felt like I belong. You know, I started making I made friends, like, I, I started feeling like stuff made sense, even even as a like an eight year old. I it, it made sense to me, like, sports did, and that's where I, I could come out and I could thrive. And fourth grade is when I first started playing football. I started my first time playing football was at John Randall football camp. And John Randall's, everybody knows, played for the Vikings, Hall of Famer, just great player. This camp was actually super dope. It was down in Mankato. It was a week. I uh, stay overnight camp. I was there by myself for the week. And it was funny because I went out my first time. I didn't know anything about football, to be honest, even though my dad played. Like, I begged him to play, but I didn't actually know what I was begging him to do. Because it's like, like I knew he played football <laughs> and I wanted to play football, too. But I didn't, like, if you were, like, list the position, I was like, I don't know. Like, I just want to be Chris Carter. Like, so when I went to the camp, that's funny. So you had, you got to choose what position you played, right? So I'm like, I know Chris Carter's a wide receiver. I want to be a wide receiver. Like, nobody's going to tell me I'm not a wide receiver, right? <laughs> Wrong. I went like, three drills at wide receiver, which actually I caught all my balls. Like I never had a, I never like was it, I, was, I always had good hands. I just was, I'm just not a wide receiver at all. And uh, 
they moved me. They're like, nope, we got a better position for you. You're going to play linebacker. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. No linebackers. I don't know what that even is. So <laughs> I get moved to linebacker. And I actually shy. Like, the coach is there kind of talking me through the position as it's happening. Like, he's behind me. He's like, okay, you got to shoot that gap. You go, go tackle that guy. Go do this. And um, at the end of the day, I actually win, like, one of the performers of the day awards, which is crazy because I was like, um, I don't even know what is happening to me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what how I got this. I didn't even think I did that good. I was lost the whole time. It made no sense to me. But that's when you, like, that's what I say about your truth. Sometimes it just works out because it's supposed to, because it's what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. Um, so... Well, the, and that's the, awesome yeah. that they were able to, you know, like look at everything you had accomplished and name you one of the best people of that day. That's that's I mean, as a Leo, that's a really good feeling, <laughs> right? It's just like, yes, recognize my greatness. But so that's awesome that they recognize that from when you were little. Absolutely. So funny story about that is at the end of the camp when they were actually they were giving like the camp awards. I was really, and it was given medals. And this is uh, this is at the time in, back when not everyone won awards, unlike yep. today. So some people were going home butthurt, me included. I was sitting there. I was like, I just know. Like, I got camp, I got Player of the Day award earlier in the week. Like, I just know I'm going to get an award. Like, I know I'm going to get a medal. My name did not get called to, for a medal. And I was, like, I was hurt from the soul. Like, I was just like, fuck this. This sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel that way ever again and um which unfortunately I have felt that way and I'll get into that in a little bit so I left that camp though feeling real good about myself like okay like I felt bad because I didn't win the medal but I felt good like okay I know what like what I'm good at like I know this is this is the thing that I want to do um and how old old were you at this point at this camp I was uh like nine Nine. All right. So you knew pretty early. Like that's. I mean, every not everybody, but most people play sports growing up. But you know, nine is a pretty early age to understand that that's what you want to be doing. And interesting enough, it wasn't even like I want to be doing this like to go to the NFL. Like I didn't really know. Like I knew. Like I said, I knew the Vikings. I knew Chris Carter stuff, but I didn't realize. I didn't understand like the NFL or professional football or like getting rich or anything. I just knew that like. This is something that I'm pretty naturally good at, even though I don't understand. And right. people are treating me better because I'm good at it. It was it was weird. Like it was just I left there. I went there shy, didn't know nobody. And then when I left there, people wanted to be my friend, and and people knew me and things like that. That's so, awesome. And I wonder, I wonder if that's because you were good or because you're a good person and you put a lot of effort in, you know, I mean, I'm sure it has, it's multifaceted, but um, that's awesome. I think my peers, I think in terms of peers, it's probably because I was good. That's I fair. think when it comes you to the adults peers? and the coaches, because there's also like Vikings players there, because I mean, John Randall was a Viking at the time, so there was a bunch of Vikings that were like counselors at the camp, and they were driving to the two of me and stuff, and they were like, I think because they saw like the potential. The potential. Right. When you have potential and you're you're working towards that potential, the universe conspires to help you. Like it, oh, things work out for you. And I think that was kind of my first example of that. Even though, of course, like I said, I wasn't hip to that. Like I didn't know. But mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, oh wow, that is that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Just for my own question or curiosity um does do these camps still exist today like is there one that you could send your kid to in the summer or whatever um not i don't i, I don't john randall football camp i don't think exists anymore like i don't even know okay. how much longer it existed but yeah. i'm i'm definitely sure there's other camps to send like my kids to okay i was just curious um if there was anything in particular but all right so you knew you were a boss at sports then what so then my dad dropped a bomb and was like, you're running track. <laughs> <laughs> well, I literally almost fell off my stool. That's hilarious. 
like track, and this is still the same summer. So just keep in mind. So John Runner Football Game kind of happened like in the beginning of the summer, and track was like right after that. Like it had actually already started. So it was it's track Minnesota. They're still a prominent, actually a very dominant summer track program, and it just happened so happened to be their first year of creation when I sprang. Wow. So I'm like a founding you're member, fast, right? Aren't you like super fast? I was. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna humble myself I actually am I just haven't ran in a long time but when I do get out of shape yeah whatever but even still like I've ran against high school players like high school players athletes and stuff because they'll try mm-hmm. to challenge me oh you're fat like you're not fast and I'll beat them and they'll look at me crazy like what? <laughs> like, right. It's like, you know, yeah, I'm, bitch, I can move. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll truck this mass. Like, don't ever. Well, don't and move. I think, like, there's a difference between um, people who have just been a little bit, like, heavier set their whole lives. Like, you're able to move your weight around a lot easier than somebody that's, like, put it on after college or something. You know what I mean? Just because you have the muscle structure for it. So, well, it's actually awesome. reverse. It's reverse because I was not oh, fat really? ever. I didn't get fat until post high school no i don't mean fat i just mean big like have you you've never been like skinny right no i was i was dweeby what yeah. <laughs> all right i erase everything i just said okay but the, okay two two let's okay to go into that i was dweeby for my standards when i look at the pictures i'm like why was i playing the positions i was playing because i was small but if you listen to like my parents, they're like, "Yeah, but you were you were solid compared to them." Like they would run into you and fall right. and stuff like that. But I, I don't see it because I still look like a little frail dweeb. See, here's here's the here's what's happening. This is like with the one time I went into a YMCA class, and I was like, "What weight should I use?" And the lady looked at me. She goes, "Here, use these. You look sturdy." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not, but here we are. And yes, give me the ten pound weights, you know. So, like, some people are just sturdier individuals than others. <laughs> people do not call another person sturdy. Just don't. No, 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 nope. Not the compliment I was, or, you know, comment I was really looking for that day. But it's all right. I'm pretty secure in my who I am, so it's all right. It worked out for you. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, so track, interesting, interesting, like situation. This is fourth grade, but don't don't sleep because this was probably the like I I did track later on in life, and I still say fourth grade track was the hardest experience of my entire life of in terms of wow. like actually sports, like the like the training, everything was like well, like I mean it was organized on upper level because it was new, but like the 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 competition and the training was definitely tough and I actually became a better person for it um so in the process I went from just not knowing what I was doing again I never ran track before to actually being pretty good like they found my they found the event for me which was actually was the 800 Hmm. um I ran the two the four and the eight but the 800 was my best event. I had endurance, and like I said, I had I had fairly decent speed, but I wasn't like sprinter one hundred speed. <laughs> yeah, which is um, perfect for eight hundred. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. That's why they they put me there. And right. so, but at some point towards towards the end of the summer, I sprained my ankle, mm. like a bad sprain in the meat, and so I missed like two three weeks of training like I would just go to practice and I basically have to just watch and my dad at that time like he was traveling a lot so he wasn't always at my practices pushing me and watching me and stuff so when he wasn't there you know I'm nine I don't I'm not gonna just yeah I'm about to grind I'm not on that I'm like (laughs) It's hot as hell. It's summer. The stuff. If you've ever been on a track in the summer, that that heat is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm chilling. But he had clear instructions. He was like, you can't run, but I want you to walk the track all practice, or at least make sure you get in ten laps each practice before it's over. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. But of course, I didn't do that. Like I might have done it. But so <laughs> I speed that up. I recover. I get to regionals, which is in Iowa. 
and I don't qualify for nationals. But here's the kicker. It's not even that I don't qualify for nationals. I don't qualify for nationals by a time of point zero zero three. That low, that that smidgen of of time is what didn't qualify me for nationals. And I'm balling. I'm like, this is the worst experience of my entire life. Like I wow. hate this shit. Like, like to to lose by that much time. Cause it's not like it wasn't necessarily you had to leave me like first, second, third. It's you know, it's, track is all about times. Yeah. Like your time has to qualify. And my dad, I remember, like, he was consoling me and all that. But then I remember, like, later on when we talked about it, he was just like, see what happens when you don't do what you're supposed to do, when you don't put the work in. Oh, I'm like, well, what you- that hurts. Ouch. Ooh. You weren't, like, you were half-assed in the walking. Like, you were injured, but I told you to do 10 laps around the track. And you yeah. weren't doing it. And there's nothing you could say to something like that. Like, you're really just like, fuck. Like, fuck myself. Fuck you for saying that to me. And fuck track. Like, fuck it all. You know? Yeah. Well, and especially when you're young and you don't really, you know, like, know how to deal with those emotions yet. You're going to say, yeah, fuck this. You're going to kind of push it away. But at the same time, knowing you, like, that's kind of a theme with Xavier. Everybody that knows Xavier, if you tell him some shit, he'll kind of be like, fuck off. But then he'll think about it, right? So... <laughs> So, and that's and that's cool though. That's good. That I mean, it shows growth that you're at least able to like listen and grow from it. We're all kind of like that, but you especially, I feel. Um, I can't argue with you. So after that experience, what happened? Um. So you know, I had some years where I'm playing like the Brooklyn Park League for football. I didn't actually do track again until high school. Like that's how deeply that shit affected me. Like I was done with it forever. Like, like it, wow. it, it was, it was unlike the Michael Jordan experience where he got cut and he just came back harder. It was for me, it was like, fuck this. Like yeah. I don't ever experience this again. Like, right. right. I would have responded differently, but at nine, mm-hmm. that, that's actually, it's crazy. Yeah. But I, I actually, but I love that it happened to me and I'll, because that's life. Like, you get out what you put in. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying earlier, the universe conspired to help those who help themselves. I was not helping myself. So, no, the universe isn't going to give me the point zero zero three seconds. Wow, point zero zero three. I can't even fathom how short that is, you know? A fingernail. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, favorite, like just... A little, <laughs> that's how, that's how, how minuscule that loss was. Wow. Um, so fast forward to about middle school, um, seventh grade, I played football. I mean, I've been playing football, but this is a, a, a particular team because my teams up until that point have been losers. We lost Brooklyn Park League. Seventh grade, I get asked to play in the Minneapolis League um, for North Commons Park, represent. Um, I played with actually quite a few guys who have played Division One, whether it's basketball or football, and even some even more so that are playing professionally, whether it's basketball or football. So that team was loaded. Like, wow. for just for your mind to wrap your mind around it, um, I was not one of the best players on that team. <laughs> and <laughs> had really great potential. But on that team, I was regular as fuck. <laughs> this, just so you understand how good that team actually was. Oh, um, those teams fuck with your entire sense of self-worth, don't they? You're just like, oh, I thought I was good, and now I'm playing with you guys, and holy fuck. It, it, it really, like, that's another, it's a point in my life now where it's like, it changed my life. Cause So that season itself was hard for me because I'm coming from BPA, the Brooklyn Park League, where I'm, like, one of the stars of the league. Like, I'm the star of my team, at least one of the best players on my team. And when I talk one of the best, I'm talking about top three best players on my team each year. Um, Then I go to this team where, shit, those top three on my team would be just, it's as regular as me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and it was tough because it was like, I I didn't really realize that I didn't, I wouldn't have said I was intimidated at that time, but I was intimidated by, not because they were bigger or any of that, like not because of size or anything. It was because of their knowledge of the game. Like they're just, mm. the intensity that they played with was un, unmatched. And I had never been like that before because most of my teams were like 
the leagues will just throw like the 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 players who never played before on my squad. So like the few of us who've played are carrying the team and that doesn't do well. They're, right. They're like hungry for this shit. Like this might be their only way out. Mm-hmm. I uh, like the word you used, intensity. Um, I think that that is what sets people apart just in everything, right? Like the intensity at which you're doing something like really determines the outcome. So the fact that everyone on that team was just like super intense and made you step up your game, I bet. Absolutely. Like you had no choice or the interesting thing about it was the conversation from the coaches. Like the thing the coaches would say to me is again, this is a different time where the coaches can really snap. They're not necessarily going to play you if you sub. Like it's, it's different than today. Um, and, but there, but the conversation was like, bro, like, like, like what's happening? It, it was like sports psychology before sports psychology was was popular because they couldn't understand why I wasn't playing better, Sp- specifically on the defensive side of the ball, which was my main position. Remember, I told you. I got moved to linebacker. So that was the position that I mainly played moving mm. like from that moment at John Randall football camp on onwards. Mm. And so when I got to North Commons, that's what I went out to play. I was starting, which again, that's what I said. I was always too good not to start, but I was just like lost. Like I wasn't confident in myself. I was second guessing myself. So they were just like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Like, why is he mm-hmm. struggling so much? And it was just all mental. Like, I just was not confident. Like, I was like, I don't know, like, if I belong. I don't know what I'm doing. All of it. But our t- starting tight end got hurt. Mm. And they were like, I remember the game. They are like, Xavier, you're playing tight end. And I played a little tight end before, but never as really a pass catcher. And if you know what a tight end is, he's on the line, but he's not primarily a blocker. He's both a blocker and a pass catcher. So my wide receiver dream actually got to come to fruition as well. <laughs> <laughs> Again, nice. Crazy. Uh, I remember the play that kind of changed my season, actually, because I was kind of one of those players where they were just like, oh, he's, we know he can be good, but he's not performing, and we don't know what to do. But they kept playing me. So I play in tight end. They call a tight end, tight end pop pass which is kind of a, just a quick little pass to me. Which is wild that they called that play my first play ever at tight end. Like, I wasn't... <laughs> right. <laughs> Here, Xavier, play this brand new position. By the way, here's the ball. Like, good luck. <laughs> oh my God. That was why It wasn't like we were blowing the squad out. Like, it was like we need something to happen because some shit is not happening. So I get that. So I make the catch. And not only do I make the catch, I'm running upfield, and I'm, I swear I'm not lying. God strike me down if, if I'm lying. I have about six dudes on my back trying to get me down, and I finally fall about 10, 15 yards down. And I remember my, the whole sideline is screaming, my, my teammates running up to me, jumping on me and shit. And I remember hearing the coach like, who is that? And they're like, that's X. They're like, Xavier? (laughs) (laughs) And everyone lost their mind. (laughs) That's amazing. It was unreal because you you didn't expect that from me. But from that point on in the season, I was the starting uh, tight end. And then I became backup linebacker, but I still played a lot of linebacker. And I even got more confidence in that. And I started playing playing slightly better. Like, I still struggling mentally with it, but – I was striving at tight end. Like, I was striving. Um, so that that was just another sign that this is what I'm supposed to do. This is who I am. Like, this is something I'm naturally better right. at. Yeah. And it, 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 it really... What, what time frame was this? This was seventh grade. I was 12. Seven. All right. Yep. Sorry, I cut you off. It really... No, you're good. Um... Okay. Eighth grade, I didn't go back to that team. Coach was pissed um, because, like I said, like the, the, all my coaches have always seen match much potential in me, so they valued me being there. And I just because of the experience, because of like that fear and that hesitation, I didn't go back out, which I actually regret. I don't think it, it didn't change the trajectory of my life at all, but I still feel like I I almost feel like I owed it to him because. It was such a – like, they gave me that chance. Like, they didn't have to let me play on their team. Like, people would die to play on that team because that team was great. Like, they always won. 
Right. Um, and the fact, like, I remember they asked me, they called and was like, where are you at? And I'm like, oh, I'm not coming out. <laughs> they were pissed. Uh, I ended up oh, playing yeah. my team and it was trash. It was a trash experience. <laughs> serious whatever it was a universe like shitting on me like you should have been on the other team but yep. <laughs> so fast forward now we're in high school now freshman year i'm playing for park center high school freshman team i'm literally everything on that team like i'm starting linebacker i'm playing fullback i'm on all the special teams like i'm literally like when People are leaving the field because they only play on one side of the ball. I'm just standing there like, all right, next. <laughs> like, You're I, a machine. I, You're a football machine. But I was at like my most athletic. Like I was playing basketball, I was playing football. Um, and I was, and then that year I, 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 came, I went back to track. So, but the first, so my freshman football coach was the varsity um, wrestling coach. And he was an intense, like a, he was an asshole kind of guy. Like, if you remember, we had a conversation, and he was like, you, you first, like, you don't need to be friends with these guys. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm like, I've grown up with these dudes. He's like, these guys are losers. He was like, you, you're going to be on varsity next year. You don't need to be, like, you don't need to be associating yourself with them, which was a very interesting concept to me because yeah, it was awful. But what you hear all the time is that you're you are the accumulation of your of your uh the five closest people around you or birds of a feather flock together and things like that. And it was the same philosophy. Philosophy is what he was he was trying to embark on me and and and, and give me, but he was saying it in such a aggressive, not good way that it didn't hit right. Yeah, totally. I mean, I like I heard him, and I was like, I mean, thank you for thinking that highly of me, but it was just like. Bro, you're coaching these dudes. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, I have to be right now. But, I was yeah. like, but again, it was the universe telling me, like, yeah, this is your shit, bro. Like, this is what you're – like, I remember he had me playing position I didn't play. Like, he had me play corner one time. I've never played corner in my life. With side note, that position my dad played corner and safety defensive back. Oh, okay. Cause, because of athleticism. And this is the second time that's happened to me in my life. I didn't tell you this about when – when I was telling a John Randall story, but they moved me to corner to guard this guy named Taylor Vick, who actually became like a state champion in track and was a good football player as well, um, to guard him. Because again, they, I, coaches my whole life have seen this untapped potential in me that I never saw. So I didn't really understand what they were doing. I was just like, oh, my friend Taylor. And he just burnt the fuck out of me because I was going into it friendly, and this man was focused. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. And this is this is the fourth grade example I'm saying. And okay. so now, forward back to freshman year, this happened. I make a play, but then they come back to me because they know they're like, "That dude's their linebacker. He doesn't fucking play corner." So they call <laughs> they call a fade route, which is basically speed on speed, but. On that route, the receiver always has the advantage because they're going straight. Like, um, the defensive back has to, like, backpedal and turn around and run with them. You know, it's just not to my – and I don't have the footwork because I don't do that. Like, I've never done that before. So, I get burnt. And my coach is snapping. Like, I told him he was an <laughs> asshole. Cussing me out, snapping, like, you fucking suck. Like, shit, like, wow, like, just coming at my life. That's and I'm insane. looking at him like, I don't – have like and I'm not physical, so I'm not like I'm gonna tell my dad like I'm not one of those kids, like I'm just eating it, but I'm just looking at him. I'm like, like, what the fuck is he talking about, bro? Like I'm on that mindset. And yeah. our second coach, who's also one of like the varsity assistants, pulled me aside and was like, You understand why he's snapping? And I'm like, because he's an asshole. <laughs> like, I'm right. He started chuckling, he's like, No, like he like he expects more from you. Like, you're one of our most athletic players and you're one of our best players. Like, he thinks that he knows that if you actually didn't doubt yourself and be like, I don't play corner and just fucking, I'm going to guard this guy, you could have guarded him. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows that. You just don't know that. And I was like, well, fuck. Thanks, coach. You know, like, then you, now you start feeling shitty. Like, you're like, right. fuck. Like, I let my team down. Like, because at first it was like, fuck coach, he's being a dick. But then it's more of, Damn, X, like, get your head out your ass. Like, understand what's happening around you. Right. And, 
And I, I suppose remember- as a head coach in a game, you don't have time to be like, hey, this is what I meant, <laughs> you know? He's not the kind of dude to ever tell me that. Like, he was right. never, he would never, like, that's just not how he was wired. Mm. Um, so we go through, you know, and I, I, you know, I have, have a great year. So the next year, though, I moved to, tra- I moved over to Armstrong. I transferred to Armstrong. Uh, better team, better conference, worst decision of my life in terms of football. Why is uh, that? Because you don't leave a situation made for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Park Center was it was it was gonna cater to me. Not like they were gonna like kiss my ass, but it was it was all set in stone for me to have mass levels of success. Right. Because I like I had come up in the program, you know, I had come up in that district, like that was my home high school. Um like I said, the, the coach had already told me like next three years you're on varsity, like no questions asked. Like this is this is your this is your path. Mm-hmm. Um so and then, so you went somewhere else. Why was there like other external because circumstances? That high, school, that high school won conference. They won their conference the year before, and the head coach was a a, a college teammate of my dad's. Mm-hmm. So we like went to the game, and the team they beat was also one of their coaches was also another teammate of my dad. So I was like, I went to just watch them two coach each other, and I was just like, damn, Armstrong is. Armstrong is nice. Like, I want to go there. Like, I didn't know shit about the school. I just knew they team beat a powerhouse program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, yep, that's it for me. And I remember all the uh, all the varsity players when I was telling them I was going to transfer was like, nah, bro. Like, no, stay here. Don't transfer. Like, don't fucking go to Armstrong. Like, don't do it. Like, stay here. My dad was telling me. He was like, I don't think it's a good decision. My older sister was like, I don't think it's a good decision. But Xavier being Xavier and I listen to the shit. Like, hey. I'm going, <laughs> I need to get the fuck out of here. I mean, it was, it was also part of, like, I agreed with all these people for so long. I was tired of them. Like, I was ready. Like, you know, when you're in high school, you start feeling like you're grown as hell. And it's like, I've outgrown you guys. I need to yep. <laughs> go be And everywhere else always seems better than where you at when you're that age. Always. Um, and people even today still feel that way. And that's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, that's true. So I transferred. And the wild thing is, it wasn't that I individually, like, wasn't doing well. I just know I was not doing well in, in terms of where I should have been. So I ended up, I had to start on a sophomore team. I missed the first about week because I had to go take my sister to college. So if anybody knows of camp, that's when you that's start implementing a, all That's a week that's hard to miss, yeah. <laughs> never miss. You're, it's almost impossible to come back from. Because well, you're, and you miss out on the bonding with your team. You miss out on like everything. Yep, bonding with the team, plays, um, the 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 camaraderie you get when you're going through a hard situation in terms of like running. It's hot as fuck outside. Right. All that. And I'm not there for none of it. Like, and, and I'm new. Like, mm. this isn't me going to varsity. So the varsity coach knows who I am. This is me going to the sophomore team. They don't know me from from anyone. I'm just. A dude on the team. I remember I showed up and the coach looked at me like, where the fuck you been? I was like, <sighs> I was out of town. He was like, get your ass in line. Like, didn't even look at me. Last of the I'm talking about last, last. And Armstrong was just a series of adversity. Like, I thought I had adversity freshman year because I wasn't playing a lot on the basketball team. And I was just like, the coach sucks. Like, fuck the coach. Like, he don't know, he don't know shit about shit. But now looking back, I'm like, like, yes, you have ability to play, but, bro, you don't know the plays. <laughs> like, I didn't right. know. No, I'm not going to play that much because I'm fucking up the plays. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm still doing on the court, but, like, I'm fucking up everybody else's flow because right. I have the basic shit. So that year sucked. Is there anything that, like, super stands out to you about that year? I want to start getting into a little bit more, like, wrapping up the high school experience, moving into the college stuff and what all happened there. 
um, just yeah. because we're we're reaching about 45 minutes. And don't get me wrong, we can talk as long <laughs> as you'd like to because whatever. I mean, everybody who's listening, they're probably like driving or whatever, and they can listen to the other half later because um, who knows how long these podcasts are going to end up being. Um, just right. forewarning for everybody out there. We have there's no like limit. Some days might be 15 minutes. Some days might be two fucking hours if X and I get on a roll. You never know. So, um, yeah. let's go back to high school days. I got a couple points of high school, and then we can we can go past high school and go to like the real shit. Okay. Um. Uh. So yes, one of the most crucial points was the fact that I went from basically I went from last on the depth chart to starting both ways again. And literally by oh, in like a week and a half to two mm-hmm. weeks. And the coach all season was just a, a the head coach, the one same coach that wasn't looking at me was became one of my biggest fans. Like he, I mean, he was having conversations with my dad. Like he's definitely a division one player. I'm going to do whatever I can to get him to that level. Um, Uncle knows to me that in him probably at the time that he was not going to end up being there anymore. Like he ended up leaving and becoming a head varsity coach at a different high school. Mm-hmm. So, he wasn't able to fulfill that promise, nor do I, and I don't hold anything against him. Like, if if he was there, I have no doubt. Right. But he was. So now I guess high school still is when no bench running kind of started and didn't start at the same time. And I'll say that because I got cut from the basketball team my tenth grade year due to the fact that my height for what I played wasn't. I wasn't tall enough for the position that I played. I was talented. I just wasn't tall enough. And at that time, it's like that was a 10th grade is a development, like a year where you should probably start figuring out what you're going to do. Like, I remember he was telling me, he's like, honestly, you're one of the best players on the team, like out here. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, because I'm 5'11 playing power forward. You know what I'm saying? And right. Well over six feet. Like, what the fuck are you going to do with me? But I'm beating the guards too. But like, he knows I'm, I'm not primarily a ball handler, X, Y, and Z. So, Cut me basically. He was like playing this other league, develop your skills and come back because I know that you can be good. Just come back. I didn't hear none of that shit. I came, I was like, fuck you, you suck. Immature mindset, X, yeah. Y, and Z. Kids have that. So the lesson there is if you're not good enough and they cut you, take the lesson. Like maybe you're just not good enough. Like you could think you're all world, but the decision makers have to think you're all world. So mm-hmm. you to be all world so nobody's confused. I think that's a good point about you, um, you know, admitting that your mindset back then wasn't mature. Um, And hopefully, like, eventually people will listen to these and be like, oh, and hopefully maybe they're in a similar position and maybe they're in high school and they can learn from that and be like, all right, yeah, like, if you get cut, go develop yourself and then try to make it later. Absolutely. That's and that's what I and I think that's why I'm kind of talking so long about all this, because I want them to hear how. These situations are happening right. to me among success, and I'm still having super negative learning experience moments right. at the same time. Right. Um, and so junior year comes. Junior year is like get money year. It's like this is the year you start getting recruited. This is the year you secure the bag of all that you're going to be. And this was the worst year of my life of in terms of high school up until that point. I mm-hmm. played – First training camp, two days of my existence. I'm getting yelled at something crazy. The coach is like, what the fuck, Bert? Like, why are you? You're the slowest dude I've ever seen. Like, you can't move for shit. My back is this. I'm like, I can't move. Like, my back hurts, coach. Like, I can't. And this yeah. is a no excuse. A different time than today where they're softer on people and parents are soft. Nobody gives a fuck back then. They're like, right. I don't want to hear no excuses. Get it done. Yeah. So I game I, I barely play I barely played in the scrimmage me and my dad go get checked turns out I get, the first guy was like oh no you're fine nothing's wrong like he didn't even want to work on me so it was like whatever we go to a trio and the dude comes back and the first words out of his mouth is I don't even know how you walk wow I, oh fuck <laughs> so turns out I have spinal thesis plus scoliosis which just, you know, I had an L4 out of L5. L5 being the absolute worst. Out of L4, so a second worst. I was looking at potential paralysis in the future if I didn't get it done, to get, like figure it out. Um, I was just, it was just, it was, it was, he understood the pain I was going through. So done. Season's over. Year's over. I need surgery. Fuck. Get money here. 
I'm like, yeah. I'm only at school because I know game in and game out, scouts are going to be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck school. Grades go to shit. Attitude goes to shit. I become an asshole human. I'm, I'm not pleasant at home. I'm just not a good all-around guy. And I just, I, my mental health, which I already kind of struggled with, going like up until that point, just shit. Yeah. Uh, senior well, especially year. Especially like, well, how old are we in junior year? Like 16, 17? Yeah. 16. So especially, you know, like aside from everything else, we're dealing with like 16 year old hormones, which is insane. So um, like it just, it just amplifies everything is my point. Life, let alone the extra shit you're doing. Right. Um, so senior year, I worked on all training camp to come back. The, 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 my surgeon was like, I mean, you can come back. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can, you can play. And yeah. all I needed was that you can play. Like I wasn't listening to the shit else he was talking about. So, but I was not me. Things that shock no one. <laughs> oh my God. The thing here is X shoots himself in the foot a lot. Okay, guys? Just understand that. Well, um, hey, wait. Let's let's put it that you used to, but not moving forward. I used to shoot myself in the foot a lot. Uh, and so senior year, I come, I trained all, I trained hard all summer. Like I was working two, two, two workouts a day. I was training hard, but I was just wasn't better. Like I wasn't feeling like I was improving. But the thing is, like I said, Xavier just had a natural ability to play football, whether I, even if I didn't necessarily have like the knowledge of the game that was super innate, I just had a physical ability to play and be dominant. And that's what happened. I ended up starting. I didn't start linebacker because I wasn't moving, but he was like, you're too good not to play. I'm going to have you become a defensive tackle, defensive end. So I started that, but my back was still giving me problems. And so I wasn't always practicing or I'll, have, I'll practice for half a practice and the other half I'll sit out. So in turn, in the game, I'm starting because I'm too good not to start and I'm one of his best players, but I'm not playing as much. Like he's having the younger dudes come in and play more. And giving them development because we were we, we sucked. So mm-hmm. worried about winning. They were I was like, okay, we're gonna develop. Right. But so I had a conversation with them and I'm like, why am I not playing? So this is another lesson, like figure out why you're not getting the results you're not gonna get instead of fucking sulking. Cause at first I was like, man, fuck. So I talked to him and he's like, Well, you're not practicing. Like I understand your back, I understand these things, but like, what does it look like for the other players for you to play? And you're half-assing it. And I know you're not half-assing it because you're half-assing it. I understand why you're not going all in, but you might have to suck that shit up and, and play and show them be it, how, what being tough looks like and show them how to get through. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Ugh. But even with an injury? Yeah, they didn't care about that kind of stuff. That's, like That's um, insane to me, but whatever. So I ended up tearing my meniscus in my right knee the next game. So now I need surgery on that, and then finally I need back surgery again. Jesus, done with basketball, done with nothing. Everything I ever want to do, done with. So that's the year I, I barely graduated. I had to do summer school. Like I said, my mindset was just not good. So I go to college, college now and beyond. I'll, I'll kind of make this faster so, so we can get to where we at. Mental health poor. Um, I'm just not knowing who I am. Football was supposed to be it. Going to Division One, find my purpose. I didn't have like one. I wasn't one of those people who was like, I love cars. I know I want to be a mechanic from the time I'm five. Like you know, like I wasn't one right. of those people who, who I was. I knew that I was naturally had a natural ability to play football. I knew that I, if if, if I. I felt in my bones that if I was healthy, I would have played Division One and figured out the other passions as I went on or interests as I was going down the road. So I just had a bad identity crisis. All my friends and who people knew me with through sports, I didn't have that anymore. I'm, I mean, I'm naturally smart, but I didn't care about school. I wasn't yeah. disciplined in school. So, like, I kept – Flunking, flunking out of college, and I was going to community colleges. Like it wasn't like I was going to freaking Harvard. And I was just like, right. my friends are looking at me like, X is a fuck up. Like X ain't, and people in my life and people will like they hear that I didn't graduate. They're just looking at me kind of like, 
X is whack. Like he's probably he's probably one of those dead weight people that we don't really want around. So like I don't really so friends stop fucking with me so much or they fuck with me but only sometimes and they're kind of judging me and people uh, and I and I know that I feel it. And this is maybe self projection, but I also under I can because I I hear things and right and that doesn't help with my own mindset and my own mental health and like my my identity of self. So I'm just like, and because then I'm part of myself too. Like X, like what the fuck, like give it up. Because then I'm like, man, football. I want to play football again. I want to play football again. And it's like, give it up, bro. Like it's it's over with. It didn't work out. Like stop. But just the whispers just wouldn't go away. Like, and I kept getting opportunities to play, but I kept not going. Or oh, when I went one time, I like quit after like a week because I didn't try. I didn't train for it. It was a bad situation. I was like, fuck this. I'm leaving. And it was just like. I'm 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 I'm, well, I'm running away from things that might help me. And what do you mean? I was and so I'm a believer that if shit's not going away, if, if you keep getting whispers of do this, try this, like be yes. this, see what it can do for you, that you should probably look into it. Yes. Like at least entertain the idea. Yes. And because I felt like well, I didn't go, I didn't play football right out of college. Like I didn't get recruited. I didn't do these things. I didn't uh like I'm older now. Like I'm not young. So me going to it now is is foolishness. Like it's it's who does that? Nobody does these things. Like the only people that do this later is those that went to like the military or they maybe play like minor league baseball and and stopped playing and then they went back to college and decided they wanted to play football. Like those are the only examples. Nobody just starts playing football as a damn old ass adult <laughs> or I'm still young in the grand scheme of things but later 20s so Shit. I, I mean there's a first time for everything I yeah. you know you know I'm a believer in that exactly but the thing that got me to this point is that when I did go to that junior college and I said I left the coach the head coach and the assistant coach who plays professionally in arena football sat me down one day and it was like hey, man we gotta tell you something Bert. like what, what we're seeing from you at practice, mind you, I'm not playing my position, which is one of the reasons I couldn't stand. I was playing position I don't play. I was playing offensive line, which I can't blame them. I'm big as hell at this time. And, and I'm so, and they didn't recruit offensive linemen. So they're like, you're good enough to figure it out, <laughs> basically. And I'm looking like, this doesn't help me in my future because I'm not going to play this in the future. So I'm being like, I'm being ignorant to it as well. We're both just stubborn in our ways, but they're the head coach and they have the power to determine right. what I'm spending. I need to fall in line or leave. And I decided to leave. But before that, a previous conversation, I remember at practice, I was like, you're dominating. Like, you can, you can be an All-American here. Again, listen, I told you, I did not train for this opportunity. I did not train when I went there. I came in there out of shape, haven't played football since I was 17, and that was only the first, like, four games of the season. And so when I left, I left mad at the program. I left mad at myself because I quit. But then I, the bug didn't go away. Like, I thought I was going to be good. I thought I was going to be like, oh, I did it now. But I didn't do it. I didn't try truly. I never went in, trained fully, and really, like, gave it my all. So that's where I'm at today with the with Rookie by 30. And Rookie by 30 is just a side note of no bench riding. And when you remember, no bench riding is living your truth. That's why I kept telling you all these football stories because these, these same themes kept coming up. You're better than what you're being. We see the potential in you. We know how great you can be. And I want you to look in your life and see if those themes keep coming up and seeing what is it that I was naturally good at or naturally interested at that I kept pushing away or that somebody told me I wasn't good at, so I believed them or mm. I had self-confidence issues, so I didn't pursue it. And I need you to, to knock it out. I need you to say, fuck that. I'm going to pursue it no matter what. And I'm not saying quit your job to pursue it. Pursue it on the side until you can maybe – see what it can become. But I need you to pursue the thing that you want to pursue because that's what I've decided with myself. Like, I don't care. I'm 27. I turned 28 in July. I have, a, I want to have a goal of being a professional football player by 30 more so for myself than the dream of like a fame and fortune and all that. I mean, shit, of course I want fame and fortune. Like, yeah, but it'll give me a <laughs> platform to, to inspire. That's what I aim to do. Ultimately, that's my true passion. I realized um, is to inspire people into push people to be true to themselves and I want to demonstrate that by this journey because this is something that I understand I know how to I know what it takes to 
to get to that level. So me going through it isn't something that's crazy to me, even if it's crazy to other people. Um, and that's how we got to got to it today. And then the mindset was created years back because I knew inside that I was meant for more. I knew that I wasn't living my truth. I knew I was riding the bench of my life. I knew that I wasn't happy with where I was, happy with what I was doing. I knew that working nine to fives wasn't my thing. I knew that I never wanted to work nine to five. I knew that I just, I wasn't going in a direction that I was happy with and it was going to end poorly for me. And I'm not, I'm not going to insinuate what that means. Usually I don't, I can't say, I just knew that there was going to, I'm going to hit a point where it was going to blow up in my face, whether, whatever that may mean. My mental health was just not in positive places. And I'm not going to say I was depressed. I never got clinically diagnosed, so I'm not going to say those things. I just know that I was far from happy. <laughs> I'll say that. Yes. For a very, very long time. And I'm at a point now where I just feel like I'm all in. I have two kids. I need to show them what it looks like to be great, what it looks like to pursue their dreams, what it looks like to to live your truth and that's all I'm for right now like I'm just for and I know people are like well you got family you should stay home and support them I was like absolutely but at the end of the day what I'm doing is going to benefit them more than if I go work at the Amazon warehouse oh <laughs> um, definitely well and, and that's important I mean you spoke on it with your own like parents growing up you know what I mean like you saw your dad grind so you're like oh I'm, I'm gonna do that too um so dang dude thank you for your entire story i want to wrap it up but i want to wrap it up in a way that um you're kind of telling us exactly what your plan is right now to be a rookie by 30 and then how we can all support you in that um in general and then yeah we'll try to close it out a little bit yeah absolutely um so my plan and so because I want to finish what I started, I plan to go back to that school that I quit and go there this fall because I'm going to kind of knock out two birds with one stone, actually, in terms nice. of schooling. Um, and so I'm starting this, this summer, summer school, not necessarily at that place, just to get some classes, get some elig- get my eligibility. I, I got to ask you a question. I got to cut you off. Um, every time or throughout this entire thing, you've been the overlying statement has been fuck school. I don't care about school. I care about football. Is there a way you can bypass the school part and just play football or not really? I'm not in this world, so I don't really know, but I'm asking. Oh, uh, yes and no. I mean, there's semi pro, which I'm still going to do after I, uh, go to school for the, go to that specific school for that semester. I'm just okay. going for that semester I'm going to play on the football team for Got it. For my last year of eligibility at that team, and then after that, I'm gonna come back home, and I'll probably, I'll probably complete school just because there's a there's a no bench riding theme to that too, and that can be talked about in other conversations in the future. Like there's a reason why I keep going back to school, and yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Um, sure. Sorry to cut you off. I just was wondering if there's another out there. Ask me that when I talk about going back to school. They're like, bro, why do you keep going back? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to do that and then I'm going to pursue some semi-pro options or see what happens from the initial junior college look and then try out just new leagues forming. There's the um, AAF league, there's XFL, there's NFL, there's CFL, there's AFL, there's oh, hella yeah. teams. There's so many leagues that if I want to become a professional football player, I can. Like, I the goal is the, isn't the NFL. Of course, NFL is a criminal the goal is to see if I can get to a point where somebody wants to pay me to do this. That is, that is the dream for me. I love it. And I think that you can easily get there. I mean, not easily, right? It's going to be a lot of hard work and a lot of mindset. Um, but I think that everything you've gone through in life has brought you to this point right now. And just, I, I think you're going to listen back to this podcast and it'll really put things into perspective for you and just everybody else that's interested in what you're doing and your movement. So what I personally want to see from Xavier is uh, more like gym posts and more grind posts about what he's doing every day. Cause like, I don't know. I mean, I know that you're in the gym and I know like you've been working, but I want to see it documented, but that's just me. Um, you guys, I also want to hear from you. If you identify with anything Xavier said or have your own little story you want to tell us, 
you can easily leave us a voicemail on Anchor. So all you do is find us on the app and there will be a little option for you to leave us a voicemail. Then we can listen to it and we're able to put it into the podcast. So if you guys have any comments, that is a way to kind of hit us up and we'll be able to put you in the podcast if what you said was cool. (laughs) Um, Xavier, do you have any other thoughts you want to leave us with? Um, no, I just want to give you guys, I want to thank you guys for letting me tell my story. I, uh, yes. And if you, there are things you want to see, I do have examples of how I'm going to show you guys what the journey looks like. And if you, there's specific things you want to see about when you, so it can inspire you on your own journey, please don't hesitate to yes, either leave a voicemail, hit up Lily on her Instagram page at Lily, the legend, hit me up on my Instagram page at Xavier.Lee.Bert and DM me or comment or whatever you need to do. And just tell me, let me tell you, hear your story or tell me what you want to see more of so I can do it and be that person for you. Cause that's, that's what I'm here for. This is not just my journey. This is all of our journeys. And I'm just here to inspire everybody to pursue their thing as well. And I think you do a really great job of that because I'm inspired by you daily. So thank you again for telling your story. I know sometimes it can be a little bit vulnerable to get into all the nitty gritties, but I think everything you touched on is super relatable. I know as you were telling it, I thought of like 87 sports stories that I wanted to talk about, but I was like, nope, this is Xavier's time. (laughs) Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you on Mondays and Thursday mornings. This has been XL in the morning, and we hope you are, I don't know, I don't have a tagline. Xavier, do you have a tagline? No, I don't actually. All right, shit, we got to think of a tagline. This has been XL in the morning and tagline. (laughs) So, you guys. No, guys, just. Yeah, but if you guys have any suggestions for us, we would love to hear it. All right, guys, have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Show somebody you love them, even if it's some your postal worker or something like that. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you next time. Have a great day, y'all.